Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome, listeners, to episode 195 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking of pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton, and I'm joined this week by a man who must, must be you know, tightening up in the sphincter, ready for the football this evening. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? I'm good, Robbie. That's quite a quite an intro, mate. It's almost like we haven't recorded for two weeks or hot yes, minutes. yeah, and about a, yeah two weeks worth of red hot minutes, and then we've uh, put this one together in about half a red hot minute. So so had little, little to no prep time to come up with any sort of witty repartee in terms of you know who you are and what you might be doing. But you know here we are on a on a on a uh, Sunday afternoon. Well, mate, as all vets, we we uh, we'll walk into a consult not knowing what we're gonna gonna uh, what we're gonna see, don't we? So I think it's pretty much what we do on the podcast. We just turn the mics on and don't know what we're gonna talk about. But have we a just go. we just leave it to our experience, Lewis. We just know <laughs> we we know we'll be able to squeeze something out. You know exactly. Yeah, exactly. and it, and it might be like squeezing something out. We don't know, you know. Yeah. We, we might have we might have been wishing that we'd been taking some metamucil or psyllium husks over the last couple of days. If it takes us, we got to work hard squeezing it out. But otherwise, we'll get it done. Well, we can start with what I've got to talk about. Go for it, because then I've got big news that you may not know about that's not even on the run sheet. So you tell us your bit, and then I'll talk about my big news. Yep, that's my. That's all I've got to talk about. So yeah. up to you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> What's your big news? So, all right. So, my my big news is that um, so we couldn't record um, uh, last week because uh, I was I was away. We managed to well, you know, we were we were COVID locked down over Easter here in the Anderton house. Oh, so, so uh, spicy cough. Yes, yes. The 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 good lady, uh, good lady Christina, um, uh, managed to get herself COVID on the Thursday night of Easter. So uh, so we were locked down for the entirety of Easter and the first oh. part of the annual leave camping trip that we'd been oh, planning oh, and had no. shot for and all that sort of stuff. Um, oh, mate. So, so we had we had enough junk food here to last us about three weeks. It would have done us for the one half camping trip, which was fine. We just lacked all the other stuff that had you know vitamin C and fiber and all that sort of stuff. But um, anyway, so so we, we managed to, to sneak down to the prom um, once we escaped lockdown because the kids and I uh, all tested negative um, right throughout. I reckon I gave myself an inflate. Like, how many days in a row do you reckon is the most you've done a rat test? Uh, a few days we, we were down at Phillip Island and we all got colds and yeah, we're all testing every day going, oh, it's surely it's something, surely it's surely it is. And yeah. none of us, all of us negative. So maybe three days. Out of 10, how would you rate the vigor with which you take a swab of your nose? Oh, first one, quite 10. First 10. One. Yes. Next day, next day, look, you're probably going down to three or two. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, day yeah. After that, you might just be tickling the tonsils, not the tonsils, tickling the, just the, uh, just, just the hairs. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I, um, I, I thought I did it fairly normally. Yeah, you look at the little picture and it says, yeah, you need to go in two to four centers. I'm not going to go right. in that far. Did you but measure it the, on the measure on the little stick? Go, yep, that far. And uh, yeah, I, I wait you, until my arm twinges and then I yeah, realize I've come back, pull back a little bit, get a little bit of brain matter on there. Go, oh, hang on, that's not that's a bit far. Well, it's funny you say it, right? So, <laughs> um, 
So, so I'm, and, and you've got to roll it around again because I, I read the instruction source because it's vitally important. I've got yes. to do my civic duty. If I'm going to do it, I've yes. got to do it right. Yes. So I'm rolling it around. I flick over the other one and do it. And I, I can't pull it out one day and there's a bit of blood on there. I go, oh, that's, that's, that's not quite right. I think you know, maybe maybe this one might be the one that tests positive, you know, if, I've, um, if, if uh, I'm, I'm so inflamed up there. But then because I was doing it so often because I thought, well, hang on. Even if even if we don't get a chance to get here, if I'm going to test positive, I want to make sure I test positive as early as possible yeah. so that then my week can start. So <laughs> um, by the end of like seven or eight days of testing, my nostrils <laughs> were inflamed, right? Now, now like I said, wow. I, I, I didn't think Eight I was, days of testing, jeepers. It, like it felt really, you know, it felt really weird. And I thought of, is there something wrong up there when I've got this blood? Do I have a growth up there? It's settled down now because I haven't been testing. But I didn't think I was doing it that bad until I realized when I was testing the kids that they go, oh, daddy, daddy, I don't like it when you do it. What are you talking about? I just do it. Oh, no, mummy's much nicer when she does it. And so they, they lit, like when I go to put them in there, both of them, they close their eyes and they get this shudder. They go, oh, 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 this is great for them. Oh, and they go, oh, oh, maybe I'm doing a little, maybe a little too vigorously. And the, the fact that you're using the uh, the dishwasher brush as well, mate, it's probably not helping either to, to just get a good sample. Oh, I should be. I was using the toilet brush. <laughs> the dishwashing one would have been much better. Yeah, much softer. Anyway, anyway oh, so, wow. yeah, so, yeah, so, 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 so after eight days of testing, testing negative, and, and it also makes me feel bad for all those times I've taken swabs up cats' noses trying to mm. try trying to do the PCR for them for cat flu. Maybe I've got to be a little bit more gentle with them too. But you know, the swab's about twice the diameter of their nostrils anyway. So you put it in their nostril. Oh, don't for the PCR. Yeah, you do. They, um, so, do so so yeah, you can you do eyes, nose, and throat. Oh, I just do throat and eyes. I don't do nostrils yeah. on the cats. Woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. No, get, get a, get a swab in the nostrils as well. Yeah, you heard it um, first. So, you know, got down to the prom for two days and then we're down there and um, we got a, uh, an email from, uh, from Rosie's Breeder, who is in a town called Turidan, which is actually on the road back from, um, from there. Um, we'd been told, look, you know, there's no, um, yeah, we don't have a, a pup for you yet. We'd missed out on one litter and then another litter was really small. And, and so then they said, well, maybe you'll get one in this next one. But they had, unfortunately, like four or five stillborns out of seven. So they only had two liveys from that last one. Um, and so we're down there and all of a sudden we get this, uh, this email saying, Hey, one of these pups that, uh, that's from the middle litter, the litter of three, would you be interested in giving her a home? Mm, hello. hello. So we called a, in and had a, little, a look at a little Easter bunny present, maybe. No, well, we, so, so, you know what, one of my rules is Lewis of, um, of when you're getting puppies, don't go and look They're, at the puppy when you've got the kids yeah, with take, you. Make sure you take the kids with you to see oh, the puppies holy and make crap. sure you get it at Christmas or as a present. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All of <laughs> those things absolutely yes. ticked off mate yes so oh, oh dear. So, so so we kept it under our lids right so we had to call back into um christina's mum and dad's place in Inverloch to pick up rosie because she was staying there yep. um and so then we're so look we've got to go um and christina let the cat out of the bag oh we've got to call in and see rosie's breeder and all of a sudden the kids are huh what there is what what, what what are we going and seeing her what, for what's what, happening huh, are we getting huh, a puppy huh, huh, and I go, oh god christina what have you done um so so we've headed down there to um to see to see the breeder and um met this little puppy and it was actually one that christina had been watching some of the videos of and said oh i really love this one so look she's sitting on her back here having her toes rubbed and she just seems so calm and beautiful oh, i wish we could get that one um and to to, to the to the videographer's credit 
do you think it'd be possible to do a video of a puppy, a whippet puppy, that you'd look at and go, no, definitely don't, apart from some sort of obvious physical abnormality, yes, do you yeah, think there'd yeah. be any video that you would look at and go, this is so cute. Yeah. Oh, anyway. yeah. They, they didn't post one of her eating her poo or digging <laughs> holes or, you know, rubbing her bum along yeah. the ground. You're or licking herself. Like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, we didn't see any of those ones. Maybe, no. maybe we'll get those, no. those, those ones cute, after the checks. Just clear. the cute sleeping ones. None of the vomiting up the worms that yeah. after she didn't worm, anything like that. No, no. <laughs> no. Just the cute ones, of course. Just the cute yes. ones. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. so, so we called in and saw a little Karma and, you know, she's, she's gorgeous. Hang on. And she, we've got it. We've got a name. No, but not that. Karma was what the breeder called her. Okay. So, so, so okay. Ruben has been sitting on a name and he's been telling people for about the last three and a half months about what our new puppy is going to be called, even though we didn't have a puppy at that mm-hmm. stage. Right. So, um, so we went and checked out this little one. And so Karma um, obviously named after the, uh, the generic brand for Xanax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what all good whippets need. That's right. Exactly. Because yes, yeah. it comes with a free prescription. A free of prescription Xanax. of it. Yes. Yeah. A couple of Zannies to come home just, with. Anyway, just, just help to relax it down. Um, <laughs> so we've um so we've gone and checked her out and she ran up to us and she was running around and Ooh. and she was she you know she didn't she wasn't looking scared. We met the mum and the mum's really you know really uh, confident as well and nice. not running away and hiding nice. or anything like that. Good, good. And so um and so as soon as we've got out of the car, the kids are just thinking. We're getting a puppy. We're getting a puppy. We're getting a puppy. <laughs> no, we're just going. We're just going we're, to have a chat. We don't know what's going to happen. Were they fighting over? I'm going to carry. I'm going. To, it's going to sit on my lap in the car. It's going to sit on my lap. And it's going to sit like fighting over it already. Like guys, we we just haven't. We, haven't, we might not like it. It might. You know, there's this. You know, it's a puppy. We, we might not like it. It's, it's yeah. Possible. What yeah. happens if you see it eating its poo and then you go, ah, it's a poo eater. We can't. We can't have another poo eater in the house and we leave it. Yeah, so um, oh, yeah, I've already got yourself, so yeah, no, that's exactly right, you know. Yeah, <laughs> hey, but I pay the bills, mate. So, yeah, so if I'm, if I'm going to be coprophagic, and then that's 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 but whatever happens, I'm well, you might, yeah, you might be channeling a bit of Amber Heard there, so we <laughs> might just move on. <laughs> and hello to any of our Johnny Depp and Amber fans <laughs> yes, right. out aficionados there, aficionados, aficionados, the trial closely, yes. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, go on. So, so, yeah. so, so, so we've gone in there, um, had a look at her, said, you know, she's really cute, seems pretty good, and um, and yeah, then Christina being the great decision maker that she's going, oh, I don't know. I said, no, look, hard yes. Let's just do it. You know, we know because the reason why we got the, uh, why we actually got um, sort of maybe massaged up the list a little bit was because like two weeks ago, we were, we were ready to dig a hole for Rosie. Like we thought she was gone. Yeah, you know, she had yeah, pneumonia. Yeah. She was looking really, really bad. She was unwell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she's back. And so then because we'd picked her up, we're walking Rosie in through the place and the lady's gone, I thought she was going to be looking a little bit sicker than this. And look, in fairness, two weeks ago when we sent you the email and we had a half a hole dug, she was. Yeah. You know, she's kind of pulled up, but pulled she's out pretty the well. Corner a bit. Yeah, right. Eh? Well, up until then, we because unfortunately Rosie's then due for an next chemo dose. So we said, well, look, we can't can't take the puppy now because you know we need to uh, hit, hit Rosie yeah. with the chemo this week. Try and let her be a little less toxic for when we bring the little oh, one along, course. because just yeah. in case oh, then gosh, the little yeah. ones then running around out trying to eat Rosie's poo. Yeah. Oh, ooh. Right. So, so anyway, so how so, old? So yeah. how old's old Zanny? Uh, yeah. So how old Zanny? Yeah. Well, well, Sage. 
Sage. Ooh. So it's just another calm sort of standing sort of name. Sage, yeah, yeah. you know. A bit crunchy. Yeah. You know, nice <laughs> grilled, like a little crunchy on a little, uh, perhaps a little. Uh, Maybe a little bit of bocconcino or something like yeah, that. Or, yeah. yeah, but pumpkin risotto, something. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. pumpkin risotto, pumpkin gnocchi. Pumpkin sage, knockies of, where the sage, sage is going to on the top. Maybe yeah. a little bit of burnt butter too. Maybe yeah. burn some butter and yeah. dribble that over the top of the Ooh. potato knocky as well. Oh, the pumpkin knocky. Um, I like the name. Yeah, so, go on. So she's eight weeks old. So uh, so we'll get her next week at nine weeks. Yeah, good. Old. So good. so so game plan's going to be. So we were out, um, you know, immersing ourselves in commerce today. We even went and visited the um the. Uh, the 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 evil empire to go and buy some uh, uh, some things you know the big the big yellow you know barn looking places that you can Ooh. buy stuff for your pets oh bunnings uh, yes yeah, bunnings. yeah 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 bunnings yes bunnings. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, 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 well, well well no I'm, I'm talking about the yellow ones yeah 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 perfect I know you're um, about uh, so so yeah so that was the um so we went and bought a whole lot of stuff um wow. so we we're ready to try and set ourselves up so that's fantastic so we've been How talking exciting. about it mate so we might look at trying to do some um you know a, a full-on puppy stuff of uh you know what to do with yeah we'll record some videos so all this time where we've been threatening to do some um some actual you know content for content. our patreon subscribers um wow. we will have some there will be cute puppy videos there'll be how to videos i might even try and get the kids on doing stuff as well you know showing how they you know, how awesome. good so so there you go mate that's my news what's been happening in your week wow well i've got no, no, nothing, hey, nothing like nothing good's been happening in my world compared to that no. that's amazing the um uh the tips for you from the behaviour guy. Yes. Yeah. First yeah. meeting. Have you thought about first meeting? Uh, for between uh, Rosie yes. and uh, well, well, actually, because we had Rosie there, um, so they've already had a or bit of a um, yeah. uh, second meeting. So, uh, to be, I'll honest, tell you t- what t- I recommend. Tell me, tell me, tell me what you recommend. I'll Rather tell you what than me faffing around, do you tell neutral, me what you recommend? Neutral place. So, you know, I usually say, you know, little, if you've got a little park down the road, not, not, not much activity or yep. uh, even, you know, if you're struggling for that, you know, maybe a nature strip or something like that, just yeah. down the road, or I suppose the footy oval's probably close to you guys. Yep. Um, sort of ideally meeting in that environment, yep. uh, having a little play together, uh, sort of maybe playing separately, doing stuff separately, come together, doing yeah. stuff together, and then walking home together. Yeah, often that's the best way to introduce them if if you can do that. Oh, we'll um, make it happen. Yeah, yeah, that's often the best way because then it's not the puppy coming into Rosie's territory necessarily, or yeah. you know, too much going on. They're already a little bit just you know, oh, that was fun at the park. We're playing separately, and then we're playing together, and and then we're just having a little walk home and and that sort of thing. So that's that's my and, first tip. And lots of treats for Rosie when yeah, she's yeah. interacting yeah, with uh, with the course. puppy. Uh, when she sees the puppy, when the puppy's coming up to her, yeah. you know, when she's calm with the puppy, all that sort of stuff. Good yeah. things happening all the time. Yeah, when yeah. puppies around, I take them slow. There's no, you know, if they, you know, there's a bit of a. I mean, Rosie's a pretty chill dog. I'm sure there's not an issue. Mm. But for the listener out there, yeah, they've got a lifetime potentially. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, lifetime yeah, yeah. for Rosie, short, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah of, of some respect, um, to be. Uh, to, to get along. So you don't need to rush. It doesn't need to be within the first two hours that, you know, can take some time. And if they need a bit of a break, you know, have separate areas for them and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, but then also the little one, uh, do you have much parvo your area? You got much parvo virus? 
Oh, look, not 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 necessarily, no. you know, like we're, yeah. we're we're probably still a very highly vaccinated area yeah. around here. Good. So yeah. So definitely getting around walking straight away. Yeah, okay. Is what yep. I recommend, you know. Yep. So yeah, at, at walking, you know, um maybe not I wouldn't go to the school initially. It's not yeah. the best thing, you know, around the corner from the school so the kids can bring one or two friends out to say good day rather than going to the school and being just mobbed. Absolutely. And yeah, hating yeah. kids after that. So, yeah, that sort of thing. But, yeah, out walking, you know, seeing stuff, seeing walking. Don't go to your dog park. Don't go to the dog beach yet. But yeah, yeah. that's my usual recommendation. But, yeah, from day one, out walking on the on the path, you know. Yeah. Don't, don't need any poo on the nature strip. But yeah. I'm sure you do all that stuff anyway, but the listener might not know about that. Absolutely. But, yeah, if, if it's a low parvo area, which uh, certainly in a Melbourne tends is, is really, they call it um, the uh, – the Melbourne Umbrella, as we talked about on a previous episode. Yeah, right. Yes. When we interviewed, yep. uh, I forget the guy's name, did a PhD on it. Uh, is it Kelman? Kelman? Yeah, Mark Kelman. Mark yeah. Kelman, that's it. Yeah. He was the one who did the PhD. So anyway, that's uh, that's my two tips for you, mate. Perfect. Yeah. There, there you go. go. That's a, that's a yearly sousant, everyone, for what mm. you can expect on the, mm. the Two mm. Vets Talk Pets puppy yeah. specials. Exactly. And I suppose if we're talking about our own pets, uh, yes. interesting um, – uh, with uh, I'll, I'll run through, through what happened. So we had um, Olive was a was was a little bit lame. She, oh, she's okay. Been a little bit lame, back right leg, and she's been lame before. And uh, you know, to be honest, she's had a few gets an occasional cat fight. She uh, yeah. You know, we do get her in at night. We lock the doors at night, but just sometimes she's just on a, on a summer's Skates night. Out. Yeah, just gets out, you know, and, and it's uncommon, but it happens sometimes. She's a bit lame. So, and as you know, Olive's not the easiest cat to examine. So Very difficult. Yeah. So not not obviously lame, but just enough the kids are going, oh, she's having trouble jumping on the couch, Dad. And, and uh, you know, she's having, you know, she looks like she's just walking a bit funny and now and then she might have trouble jumping on the bed. And I was sort of noticing that and I thought, oh, yeah. Gave her a little bit of um, some um, anti-inflammatory pain reliever. I thought that yep. seemed to help, but it wasn't convinced. And anyway, she was going off to the cattery. So we'd had her loaded up on some Zilkeen. Yeah. Thank you to Zilkeen. If your cat's going to the cattery, put them on some Zilkeen. What a great thing. To, yes. What a great thing to get them onto. Exactly. So I had, had her on the Zilkeen. And, uh, and then also, uh, the night before I gave her a nice dose of some gabapentin just to, just to yeah. really take the edge off her and, and make her, you know, comfortable and not upset by the pack, you know, bags coming out and surfboards coming out and all that thing it gets a little bit, just a bit, you know, like wandering Stressy. around, yeah. going what's going on sort of thing. Triggering. So, like so it's give, triggers for her. Giving her that. And yeah. then she's asleep on the couch and eight night she was asleep on Stella's bed. Um, and I, Stella's patting and I said, actually, while she's here, Stella might just trim her nails. Perfect. So Stella's giving her a good rub around the head and I'm just trimming her nails, loving that. And I thought, well, she's lying on the you know left side. I will just check that right leg out. And I don't know about you, mate, but I have a pretty routine method of examining a lameness. I always start at the toes and, you know, yep. work your way up. So you just don't miss anything, you know, yes. even though, you know, you, you probably get all the time. The owners will go, oh, it's definitely in the hip. Like, yeah. Oh, we'll just examine. We'll start at the toes, you know, don't want to miss anything. Yeah. And, uh, and sort of, you know, feel actually I was trimming the toenails and I was like, oh, hang on. She's, that's weird. She's only got four, four toes on that right foot. Right. That's, that feels really weird. I'm sure I've, I've trimmed her toenails plenty of times. I'm sure I would have noticed in the last 10 years that she only one's had, missing. Yeah, one's missing. That's a bit odd. And I felt a bit more. And what she actually had was, and I don't know if you've ever seen this before, she'd actually crossed over yes. her toes on the back 
foot. Like not, right. not that the nails were caught. It was a full crossover. The pads right. were crossed over. And I, I've never felt that in a cat ever. Is she before. telling you lies, mate? Yeah, was she well, she been telling it. you stuff and then with yeah. her, had her fingers I'm crossed? I'm fine. I'm fine going to the cattery. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> and uh, and so I uncrossed her toes and wouldn't you know, walking perfectly. Like that fixed it. I could not Miracle. I know. I was thinking, all right, we've got an anesthetic. It'll be, I have to x-ray everything, yeah. you know, give her an exam. But that was all it was. Have you ever wow. seen that in a cat? Like I've actually fully crossed toes. I've seen the nails, not yeah. the toes. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I've seen the nails crossed over, no worries. Yeah. Curled around, whatever, but they weren't that long. But it was a fully, like, I just, it was one of those things. I've been a vet for a couple of years. I've never seen it before. That's bizarre. But it would be world. my cat. Yeah. It was amazing. Unbelievable. And, and it makes you wonder what, you know, how, yeah, yeah, how she wasn't able to sort of, you know, fix yeah. it back up again. Like, yeah. it's just been, yeah, I mean, and I guess if you're, if you were walking around with your toes sort of, you yeah. bent, bent over one another and you couldn't undo it, you're trying to put it in your shoes and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. You'll, you'll probably have a bit of a limp, Lewis. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, number one, yeah, how did it happen in the first yeah. place? How do you, you know, what did she do that? kind of cross them in the first place and then um and then yeah well how come she couldn't you know cats can really spread their webbing out on their toes yes. and really chew at their toenails how couldn't she couldn't sort of just flick it back out again but it was incredible i was like it's like one of the males like she's got four she only got four four toes on the back back foot that was weird well, they, usually they've only got four on the back back foot don't they uh uh, uh, well, yeah, one you're, less you're, than it was. Yeah, you may be three. Yeah, right. I was going to say, yeah. hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah how yeah, many, so. how many five, five-toed cats have you come through? Yeah, Spot so, on. so predominantly. Spot it's, on. That's what I thought. Oh, it must have been a front foot. Then when you said back foot, I go, hey, no, back foot. no, yeah. it was back one. Yeah, three, but yeah, it should be four. <laughs> yep. Sorry, numbers. Yeah, just, uh, just <laughs> thanks for thanks for the correction there. Anyway, so no, I'm a good vet. I look after my own pets. That's uh, well, there you go. Yeah, but well, from what you were saying, Zilkeen. yeah, from when you were saying about um about ab uh, about abscesses. Yeah, just just to add to all the sickies that we had here while Christina had COVID, Melvin came in and he had a cat bite abscess on his oh, shoulder. Oh, right. No. So so because and he's a 14 and a half year old cat who's, you know, got arthritis and so he sleeps most of the day anyway. And so it was like I you know, I wouldn't have been able to pick that he was any yeah. sore or any different. And then Christina thought, Oh yeah, actually now now you now you mention it, there is a bit of a pile of pus here on the tuna where he's oh, 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 no. Wow. Yeah. Oof. So, wow. so that, was, that was just another another patient that I was trying to deal with while I was. There he is making an appearance. There he is. Yeah. There he is. He heard his name. like a dream. Yeah. He his name. He's a yeah. little bit lame. Just check those cross toes, mate. The, yeah, the I, I will. Four, four cross four, toes. The four the of them. I will. I'll check and make sure they're all they're all looking okay. Anatomy um, wasn't my strong point at, at uni, I must admit. Oh, well, you Still know, there's not. Not, there's more You're important not. things to worry about. You'll just trim the toes that are there. Why bother <laughs> counting them? Who needs we don't to count them? them. But you just know how many there should be. I think that's the stick. Yes. Yeah, there should be that many. And that's it. I've done the pattern ball. recognition. Mm, so there you go. It? You just recognize mm. the patterns and go from there. Mm. Um, so mm. yeah, you're mentioning Zilkeen. You know, maybe we should we should uh, you know talk a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, well, we I think we've already talked about that, but also say thank you to our other sponsor though, who absolutely are, De delicate care. Funny, we should talk be talking about arthritis and stuff, mate. It's uh, absolutely. It's uh, it's certainly uh, arthritis month coming up for the delicate care guys, isn't it? It absolutely is, and they have their uh, their arthritis uh, diet that there is there for for dogs. Now, uh, now, um, I know you don't have a dog, Lewis, but um, you know. 
if you did have a dog or, you know, any of the listeners out there, does your dog struggle with sore, stiff joints or arthritis? Delicate care mobility diet for dogs may be an option for your favorite pooch. Even your second favorite pooch, possibly even your third favorite pooch. Well, and it's you with you want to do with your fourth, fourth favorite pooch. It's got, um, some, with, gr- it's got some great stuff in it. As well. It's got glucosamine, chondroitin, bit of the uh, the 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 well known green lipped muscle, which is great for those uh, those yes. arthritic and, and and stiff joints. Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, and it also has uh, assists with gentle weight loss to assist in the management of pain associated with arthritis with dogs. We know exa- just how important it is to try and maintain a healthy body weight to try and help out with arthritis. Um, I heard someone say once, I think they pulled the number out of their bum, but it sounded good to me to say that a 10% weight loss will have the same effect on your dog as what anti-inflammatories can have. So whether or not that is complete and utter BS or not, I don't know, wow. but I love it. So I often, often run with that. So yeah. um, it's also great for dogs with sensitive skin and stomach issues with none of the common food allergens yes. dogs usually encounter. It's so got the, it's got the go. duck and kangaroo, isn't it? Hasn't it? The novel protein. So there you go. If you, if you think your dog's suffering a little bit from, um, you know, some arthritis coming into the cooler months in, well, certainly in Australia, it is yes. Melbourne, Southern States, um, get them, get them on the delicate care mode. Mobility support. Yes, um, it's Australian, Australian made, Australian owned, with Australian ingredient choices. Um, and uh, so, if you want to, it's only available from vets. So go to www.delicatecare.com.au for more information or to find a stockist near you. Yeah, and they, I think they're delicate care having a bit of a giveaway coming up in the next few months. So Woo! stay tuned to get your free. Well, to win a bag of uh, of delicate care. There you go. And, and also, also thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that often, do we? No, we don't. No, no, no. we're normally pretty good. Uh, while you're having a drink, I'll jump in. Thank you to our Patreon supporters as well. We do appreciate your support. Uh, Robbie's going to really flood Patreon with uh, with how-to videos, guaranteed. No, no questions asked. That he's basically his next month. Well in a week's time is just going to be Patreon. So there you hey, go. Listeners, uh, there's something to look forward to. <laughs> and, um, and, and I was speaking to one of the mums that we're away with on, um, uh, on the camping trip. And she was saying, Oh, you've got to be doing a whole lot of TikTok videos with the, with the puppy as well. So, all right, well, we could try that. So you never know if you see Lewis driving around in a Lambo, it's because we've just, uh, he's be, you know, we've become influencers, you know, because of all of our cute little whippet tick TikTok videos. Yeah. Well, excellent. Or maybe, um, that account, what's that other account you've got, mate? That um, you post photos of your feet on. I forget what it was. Um, oh, the um, feet, so, feet, foot, foot friends. Yeah, only feet, wasn't it? Yeah, only, only, feet, only feet, something like only that. Feet. Yeah, perhaps put only paws. It might be only paws. Anyway, <laughs> maybe that might that might work well. Get it, get that Lamborghini if, if you want. So yeah. Anyway, now, hey, now this, what, what have you found in the small paper, mate? Well, this week, yeah, in the in the today actually, Whoa. today Sunday April twenty fourth. The, uh, the, the little paper, Herald Sun, dingoes stand out from dogs. Dingoes might look like normal dogs, but in fact, they're genetically in between wolves and dingoes, according to a new study published on Friday in Science Advances. The species revered in Indigenous culture, but the bane of farmers has been Australia's top predator since the extinction of Tasmanian tigers last century. However, the evolutionary position of the dingo has been debated for a substantial period of time, co-author Bill Ballard of La Trobe University and the University of Melbourne said. 
Some hold that the lean tan colored canines brought to the continent 5,000 to 8,500 years ago are simply another form of domestic dog. The new research, a, co a global collaboration involving 26 authors from 10 countries, compared the genome of a desert dingo named Sandy, who was rescued in 2014 along with her siblings, to those of five domestic dog breeds and the Greenland wolf. Oh, now Australia is certainly a long way from Greenland. It's a, it's a, it's a decent old walk. That is a fair dog walk, isn't it? Or yeah. wolf walk. They found the dingo's genome was stru structurally distinct from the boxer, the, yes. ge the German shepherd, Basenji, Great Dane, and Labrador retriever. Right. Now, there was one dog in that group that was the most genetically similar, shared the most similarity. So we've got the Greenland wolf. Yep. The boxer, German Shepherd, Basenji, Great Dane, and Labrador Retriever. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Basenji. I knew you'd say that. I knew yes. It just looks like it, doesn't it? Yes. The, yep. Uh, they shared more similarity with the domestic dog. The Dingo shared more uh, similarity with the domestic dog than the Greenland Wolf. And among the breeds, Sandy was closer to the German Shepherd. Than the oh. rest. There you go. Right. Yeah. So, 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 so the dingo was closer to the shepherd than what it was to a Basenji. Oh, yeah, to the wolf. A wolf or a Basenji, any other breed. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, but closer to the domestic dog in, in uh, totality than the, than the wolf as well. So, yeah. More linked. It does look more like a dog, doesn't it? So, I, I wonder then, you know, what their definition of um, genetic diversity is between even what those other breeds are, too. You know, so, mm. so I guess that's a thing. You know, if it's anything, anything would be, you know, as the same species until it becomes genetically diverse enough that there's um, sort of changes in, in, in enough of the genes. So, you know, so, okay. If it's different to those other breeds, well, how different are those breeds to each other as well? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've always thought that a, a pug was fairly similar to a Greenland wolf. I think, I think they're pretty oh, close. Yeah. So that's, that's the reason why they got the same, the same sort of facial features and structure, you know, their, 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 their spines are also, and their kneecaps <laughs> yeah. are also and very, very similar. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they, but, they should eat the same foods too. When we get on to raw, raw diets, that'd be a good segue into raw diets. <laughs> what, what do you think about the pug chasing down the, tackling the, the deer in the Greenland tundra? Great Greenland tundra, yeah, yeah, across, across the across the white, the white snowy plains. <laughs> just, a, just a plague of pugs just chasing Oof, after this one poor. Yes. And, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's got the visual of the of the, of the reindeer, you know, Sanders mm. style, just throwing his his antlers to the side and just picking up all these little pugs and just throwing Ooh. them up into the air as they land into the snow, land on their backs and just with their little legs flopping in the air. And they wouldn't overheat too because they're always being air conditioned, cooled down in the snow. In the snow, yes, yeah, absolutely. 
What, 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 a, what a perfect situation for them. They probably would have been hunters in that sort of a situation. <laughs> whereas, whereas here in the more, you know, I mean, I, I mean let, let's not, let's not forget about what the effects climate change is going to have on our brachycephalic breeds, mm, you know, yeah. as, as, as things get, get hotter and, and more humid, it's going to be much more difficult for these dogs to be able to live up to their true hunting potential. Mm, you're right, mate. Spot on. Excellent. So there you go. There's a little bit of interest. Uh, yeah. Uh, nice just, one. Just in the paper about the dingoes and, uh, and, and their relationship. Now, Something else I want to uh, just going back to harking to uh, you know to um, uh, sort of genetic uh, diversity and yes. and differences and yeah. and the way um, uh, evolution I suppose you know how on cats now I'd be interested to hear your thought cats yes. have um, have on their canine teeth they have yes. grooves they do have grooves yes i've seen front, them in in yes. their in their front in their those big sort of sharp fangy the teeth in the front yes what is what is your thought as to why those grooves there it's a question without notice um your so i i reckon that's there so that the venom that they produce can Ooh. sort of trickle down the little grooves. Right. So then that way, when they when they sort of bite into their prey, yeah, they can they can put their little cat venom into into wow. it. Wow, wow, that's that's different. It wasn't well. I heard one of my nurses told me that she heard from a, a vet. Right. Yes. That, and this is not what I think. Reliable it is, that, source. Yeah. That they said in a similar vein to you that it was to better enable them to inject the bacteria in their teeth into their prey. Yeah, right. right. So that way they can come back and eat them in five days' time. Yeah, they die of a bacterial infection five days from septicemia five days later. But no, but my thought was it's actually in there, similar to when you have a hunting knife, you have a grooves in your hunting knife, which when you uh, stab into... Uh, something that is flesh-like, it helps release the juices and means you can push the knife in further. And that's similar with cats. They can bite in further because it releases the pressure of the bite out the groove. So the, yes. the well, blood, I suppose, or other other tissues. And so it means they can actually bite deeper without the, the, the with release of pressure out the grooves. I think that's actually the reason why they're there. Oh, and 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 even even just probably even on release as well, you know, because otherwise, if it was yeah, without the suction, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you're not getting suction. So it just yeah. gives somewhere for stuff to get out and stuff to get in as pussycats going and and sort of sticking its canines in, you know, and 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 you know, fang venom and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, no, that was, if if it wasn't for the venom bs at the start i would i would have said the same thing it makes complete and utter sense um and how cool those grooves can be a pain in the butt when you're trying to clear oh. you know, trying to trying clean to them the right mm. angle trying to get get the, the get the little hand out. scaler in there and try and clean them because because the interesting thing is it's probably you know what's in there is probably more staining but you just know mm. that if you're going to leave any bit of dirt in there, that's the only teeth that the owners potentially could <laughs> yes. see. And they'll be, did you oh, actually God, clean yes. the teeth? Did you actually yeah. clean them? So you're like, look, yep, there's a big dirty get... spot right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to make sure yeah, that you work on those bits. So yeah, definitely. But I thought that's an interesting thing. I thought I'd get your thoughts on that. So interesting that you, you agree with me that it's uh, that snake venom. So good on you, mate. Yep. Good stuff. Woohoo. Yeah. Um. I, and now, uh, ju- just in case anyone's wondering, all advice on this show is genuine, general oh, yeah. in nature, and sometimes quite loose. You know, yes. in, in its generality. Wrong. Or, or wrong. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes complete speculation. You know, <laughs> there there are much more highbrow podcasts to go on. Oh, don't yeah. go and find them though. Don't don't you know don't don't immerse yourself in fact. 
Why nah. give in to fact? Yeah, we're in a post-truth world, Lewis, you know? So consult wow. your veterinarian before. I oh, know this is the longest disclaimer ever. Yeah. Before following advice for your pet, we do our best to provide the most up-to-date information. Yeah, you know, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let <laughs> us know date. if you missed anything or, you know, if you just want to chat. Up to date, mate. That article, that was from today. How today, today yes. you want. Jeepers. Wow. I can't get any better. Can't get any better. Excellent. Now, we want to talk a little bit about uh, pain relief with desexing, don't we, mate? Yes. Do yeah, you want to, yeah. Do you want to start taking us back to 20 years ago? When we uh, yeah, tw- 20 years ago and earlier, you know, like the, the back in the old days, you know, the, unfortunately, there was, I guess, different ideals around the level of either A, pain that that animals felt during surgery and also be the i guess what you would call in inverted commas the benefits of pain you know mm. that if animals were felt a little bit of pain that then that would help to keep them quiet and therefore reduce down any you know reduce down their activity levels and allow them to heal better yes. um yes. and is that the way we're still doing things lewis yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah, well, things, hey, things I think in some places they, uh, they are. Uh, yeah, which is most up to date information. No, it's certainly not, mate. It's a it's full full one eighty. We've gone from that. So certainly nowadays, you know, the idea was yeah that yeah they're in pain, they're not going to move around. It's going to help with healing. But now we know that uh, that's a real wind up of pain. Uh, mm. Pain can delay healing certainly, yep. um, and it's inhumane as well for them to be in pain after a, a surgical procedure like a desexing, mm. um, you know, uh, certainly when I first, my first job, we, we didn't, weren't, uh, we didn't even have opiates available at work. Yeah. Uh, and the reason behind that was, oh, we're in a, uh, the area of work is a bit low socioeconomic. We don't want to get broken into and, you know, and have the, the drug stolen that that's on the clinic. So, um, and, and the, you know, oh, it's too hard to record how much we do, but now, you know, most up to date, sort of, you know, definitely up to date. We certainly have opiates on site. On well, not not trying to encourage people to break yeah, into yeah. the <laughs> but we certainly They're very have well secured. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, or what, what, very tell, well talk us through, Lewis, the different the different types of pain relief that we would use in desecting. So you've mentioned opiates, right? But what um what are some of the other? You know, um, I mean, when when do we use pain relief? Like, what yeah, are the times well, in which we well, give it? Well, perhaps the easiest thing is, is, you know, I can give examples of what I'll use for yep. sort of pain relief scenario. So certainly in, in any sort of pre-med that I give, I'll give some some nice uh, some nice pain relief in that, you know, usually uh, something like a methadone or something like that. Yep. Um, but before desexing and um, and then it, I think it's well, very when we talk When we talk about opiates, what do we mean by opiates? What's an opiate that people would would um, sort of know and recognise? Oh, uh, cocaine, mate. Or... <laughs> You know, hello to all, hello to all of our uh, our BMW listeners out there. Yeah, you know, um, you know, that's a, that's throwing shade. So what? You got a BMW? You're a Coke dealer? No, what? no, 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 not necessarily a dealer, but you know, um, no, I, I, I know there's a few a few of them driving around uh, around Port Melbourne, mate. So there you go. What, what are you like, getting at, mate? What are you getting uh, at? Morphine. Morphine, oh, morphine is a is a common yeah, right. one that people would yeah. know. Um, yeah, fair enough. Also, yep. also, uh, so and you were talking about methadone. People may have heard, um, may have known methadone from methadone clinics. So yeah, absolutely. It is, but that is a, it's a, um, it's a really strong pain reliever. And there's different different versions of opiates. There's some that are really really strong opiates like uh, morphine, fentanyl, um, methadone. There's some that are quite weak like butorphanol, and there's some that are kind of in the middle like buprenorphine. Yeah. And yeah. so we can kind of judge 
how much pain relief we need um, by, you know, as to which one we look at trying to use. And also, you know, there's a little bit of sort of, you know, species specificity on when you might use which one and for when, but we always try and use the one that's going to give the most pain relief, the most analgesia for the time when they're going to need it. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Spot on. And then often, you know, we'll, uh, I'm, uh, Myself for dogs, I'll give an injection of a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, once the dog's sitting up, is I'll give that. So that's uh, that sort of uh, last sort of maybe twelve hours or so that injection, um, and then I'll send it home with some tablets as well to give over the next sort of four or five days, mm. um, just to just some um, some pain relief. Cats, I do a little bit differently. Um, I'll actually um, because I know they've got the opiate on board on board. Um, I'll actually wait until they're up and they're eating and I'll give them some oral um, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory with, with a meal, hopefully at the clinic. Mm. Um, if they don't eat the clinic, they're too scared, then I'll send them home and get the owners to put in their first you know, food when they get home, which often they'll eat pretty well as soon as they get home because they're fasted, they've been fasted. Um, and then, and then a, you know, a few days of, um, of, uh, of some liquid in the food for the cats as well. Definitely. Mm. So how about yourself, mate? What's your sort of thought of there's a bit of conjecture about when to give it and you know, those yeah. sorts of things. Um, I, I think the, um, the, the, the most important thing is to give it, um, yeah, yeah. you know, um, and, and so we do, we do the same, you know, we use uh, an opiate as the, so, methadone, buprenorphine, depending on which you know, species and which one we want to try and use. And we talk about using it as a, as a pre-medication. So we actually give it to the animal early to make sure that it is in and working by time we actually then go to inflict the pain. Yeah. So um, so it's actually on board because, you know, you mentioned before about wind up and we know how important um, it is to try and reduce down that, um, that, that pain wind up because it makes the rest of the anesthetic much more, um, yeah. much more smooth. Oh, Definitely, well, definitely um, reduces down your your adrenaline release, your cortisol release, so you have um, better control of your heart and your blood pressure and things like that. Um, give too much of it, it's not great for your breathing, you know. So there is, it's it's not like you know, it's just a one size fits all. Everybody gets a bottle because you know they tend to sleep for a long time after mm. that. So, you know, so, mm. um, so uh, and then yet yeah, we do the same. We use the the non steroidal anti inflammatories for afterwards, depending on. So sometimes, like if we've been doing a desexing and we've been really struggling with their blood pressure, um, then then sometimes what we might do is we might we might actually put a fentanyl patch on them, um, to so that. Yep. And instead of using the anti-inflammatories or, you know, say for some other reason, you know, they've had a cortisone injection or there's some other reason for why we can't use yeah, yeah. an anti-inflammatory. We've then, we will then use what's called a fentanyl patch, which is, which um, it's a patch that you apply to the dog's skin and it, uh, the skin it's, or the patch secretes a small, steady amount mm. of this pain relief um, for a period of sort of three to four days. Yeah. So, transdermal, um, isn't it? Transdermal. transdermal it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, the, yeah, the other thing I actually use a lot of is uh, local anaesthetic during the procedure as well. Yeah, these okay. days. A lot, lot more than I used to do. I'll certainly in the in the uh, in the cats, I'll do you know, half a mil of local into each side, each yeah, uh, right. side of the sack, um, yep. which is you know that's really lovely pain relief. And also on on stitch up, I'll dribble some local anaesthetic um, into the just before, almost before the last stitch of the. Um, 
uh, put it in the skin, you know, just open a little bit. And I find that helps a lot too. Just yeah, that, okay. just that wake up and that want to go at the area just takes the sting out of them. And that, that I, I really enjoy, I like doing that as well. So yeah, good yeah. One. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think you're right with the conjecture though, on, on when to give the anti-inflammatory injection. Oh, yeah. I mean, some people say, give it, give it uh, particularly the, you know, the drug companies who say that everything's really safe to give it, yeah. you know, with your pre-med. Um, I, I don't because, you know, I always like to know that the blood pressure has been looking okay yeah. through the procedure. Um, and as you say, they've already got the opiate on board, you know, and the opiate really is going to be the heavy hitter for that, that really sharp pain that they're going to feel at the time of the surgery. And you can top that up too. Like, you know, mm. like if, if necessary, you can give them top up doses through the procedure, um, of those opiates, um, yeah, if the blood pressure for us, if the blood pressure has been great through the procedure, we'll, we'll for dogs, we'll give them an injection and then send them home with the oral stuff. Um, if the blood pressure has been a bit funny, either we keep them on on fluids and then we'll either send them home with oral stuff, or if we if we're a little bit worried, we'll put the fentanyl patch on them and, yeah, then, just, right. and then just go from there. So and yeah. cats are cats. You you well, what are you doing for cats for the non? Yeah, look, it's a great it's a great question, Lewis. You know, so um. I guess the hard thing with the cats is, you know, how long does the injection actually work? You know, like that's the mm, thing. Like there's some people that's the say issue that I have, it can, yeah. yeah, that that it can last for longer than the 24 hours. And so if you're, if if we like previously when we have given them injections, we use a we use a lower dose of it and then wait, you know, for wait for a full day before then they're going to get the get the oral one. But I've I've started to do the thing of where it's like. Or maybe we'll just hold off on giving them the injection and then just use the oral stuff. Yeah. You know, as long as they as long as they've got the analgesia on board. And again, even if it means that we need to give them another top-up dose. Yeah. Like if it's if the owner can't come and pick them up for a while, give them an extra, an extra yeah. injection of the of what we gave them in the pre-med to tie them over until the owner comes back. So yeah, I find that yeah, the issue around the injection is difficult because uh, sometimes they some people say 72 hours until you can give the oral pain relief mm. and so then the, but then it only lasts 24 hours so you sort of like you've got a bit of a gap there or 24 48 hours of pain relief then you've got a gap of before you can give the oral so it's a little bit of conjecture there so i just just err on the side of caution and go well let's just do oral we'll just put it in the food they're going to eat tonight you know this yes. afternoon whenever they go home so bear you're right you can give a little bit more pain relief if they seem uncomfortable as well mm. so and, yeah and and sometimes with dogs as well particularly if they're the um like the, the little oodles that often wake up and they're really you know yeah. sort of which you know which using the local anesthetics a great idea but often mm. I'll, I'll send them home with additional pain relief just in case they need it too yeah i'll send yep. them home with with gabapentin or something like that as well which Again, the anti the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory is going to be the real heavy hit up in that scenario, but then using the gabapentin because it might help to try and sort of relax them a little bit if they're getting mm. themselves a bit wound yeah. up too. Yeah, yeah, um, that's spot just, on. Just to try and help out with um, yeah, multimodal pain relief is mm. the is the catch cry, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And we'll um, yeah, we get the nurses to ring the next day, how they're going, sort of thing, mm. and if they're still owners still feel they're painful after they've had their sort of maybe their morning dose or lunchtime dose that they give at home uh, or had a rough night, we'll often get them back in, check them again, mm -hmm. maybe then give them another, you know, opiate injection just to, just to top them up and keep, keep them, keep them a little bit more comfortable. So yeah. So certainly varies between vets, but come a long way in 20 X number of years, mm. 22 years, whatever it yep. is. Since, uh, Most since important thing is give something. Yeah. Got to be, got to yes. give them some sort of pain yes. relief because yeah, yeah. They, they need it. They need it. It's not, it's exactly. not fair for them to not have it. Yeah. Exactly. Spot on. Excellent. Good, mate. Good chat.
Yeah. Alrighty. So if you've got any questions about anything that we've spoken about today or, uh, you know, you, you know, want to, there's something you want us to talk about with specifically with arthritis, like medications or things like that. Um, if there's anything you want to talk about in terms of diets, or if there's something you want us to cover with puppy things, there's a chance I might be uh, coming across that again soon. So Ooh. let us know, hit us up on, uh, on email to vets talk pets at gmail.com um, and, uh, or find us at Patreon at two vets talk pets, because there will be some stuff coming up there at some point in the future, wow. which will be great. Um, wow. And you know, I'll take videos and send it to Lewis to put on TikTok because, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't have it on my phone, but, you know. Put on Only Pause, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Is that the one that's on there? Yeah, mate. Pretty sure. Is that the one you're on? I'm not sure, mate. Anyway. (laughs) All righty. All righty, guys. We are on Instagram, on Facebook as well. So, yep, check us out. We, um, we, it's Anzac Day tomorrow, so yes. um, you know, lest we forget our fallen um, people who, who died for us, as well as some of the animals that also um, passed away in service. Absolutely, so, go, go back and have a listen to some of the previous episodes that we've done around sort of around the uh, end of April time, and we've spoken about uh, yeah service animals and things mm. like that. So uh, yeah, um, if you if you're in Australia and you yeah, remember remember. Exactly. Yep. Alrighty, guys. Oh, and um, and Flynn's walk on the first. Oh yes, yes. yes. Remember Next Flynn's weekend. walk next yes. weekend. Um, first we, of we, May. Yeah, we, we won't be doing an OB. I'll, I'll try and get there um at, at some point because Lewis is Lewis can't do, I might, can't come. I might be there. I'm so. not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. I've got a few things on, but we'll see. At least uh, Robbie be there. Look for him wearing the t-shirt. Yes. Go pets visit with my name on the back. Look for Flynn's walk on Facebook and get all the deets there. Yes, down at Williamstown. Yes. Alrighty, Excellent. guys. Scratch you later. Peace out all, bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.